Welcome to Multiple Nerdgasm with your hosts, Matt, Luke, and Dan. Multiple Nerdgasm, your guide to all things nerdy. Another week and another baby. Another baby? No, I don't have a baby. You've got several babies. Yes, just, yes. Uh, I have fur babies. Feline. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I don't think I should look after a child. Maybe. I mean, you look, you look after your cats pretty well. You have a detachable tongue that you can attach but, but to yourself is, to lick them with. They tend to just look after themselves. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like it's like if I don't, I don't have to change them. Yeah. Whereas a baby, if I didn't change the baby, would just roll around in its crap all day. Yeah. Yeah. That is what happens. And then they get rashes. Yeah, shouldn't let it get to that point. Um, no. no. Whereas a cat just, there's your litter box or go outside. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be my philosophy too eventually, just go outside. Once she can get up and get moving herself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, Matt is here this week, but he's tending to a child right now. So yes. hopefully he'll be back shortly. He should be. But speaking of children, hmm. we've got follow-up news on a child. We do. We do. We've got follow-up news already because last week we wondered... Why it was that the boy from the Nevermind Nirvana album cover suddenly 20 years later decided to sue. And now we're close to know 30 why. years. Oh my God, I'm so fucking old. <laughs> it is. It is really close to 30 years, isn't it? Yep. So do we know why? Yeah, because he's annoyed at Nirvana, at the two remaining mm-hmm. members of Nirvana, because uh, apparently his profession is he's an he's a art gallery curator. And he recently had a gallery okay. exhibition that he asked uh, Nirvana to contribute something to, and they said, nah, not interested. And he was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, so this, this so, oh, God, I hate it when people do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's just because they didn't give him something that he would make money off. Mm-hmm. And so he's gone, I'm going to take money off you. And actually, to be fair, they didn't say no. He just tried to contact them and could only speak to their lawyers and managers. Oh. So it never, it never eventuated because he just kind of got caught up in their management. And probably started demanding stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah, was probably a prick about it because he's gone yep. ahead and said this, quote, I was getting referred to their managers and their lawyers. Why am I still on their album cover if I'm not that big of a deal? Because <laughs> it's, it's a picture from 30 years ago. They don't. I don't know many album covers that get updated over the Imagine years. Imagine that. Imagine, like, I'm just annoyed at this fucking baby with his dick out trying to get the dollar bill off the hook. Let's, let's do a whole new album. Yeah, my guess is if he had have spoken to the mm. lawyers and managers yeah. and gone, hey, yeah, I'm just doing this, wondering if you could contribute anything. Yeah. I was, I was the baby on the album. Yeah. I've got a tattoo. Yeah, might be nice <laughs> if, you know, it was a bit of... Yeah. Yeah. It also oh, means God. he's not in any contact with the people in the band, and he probably never was. He probably just knew the photographer, and that was it. He probably knew no one. He was a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many people do you keep in contact with from when you were a baby? Very few. Very, yeah. very few. You probably still get money out of it, and that's the most annoying thing about it all. Yeah. Because it probably will just be a, look, we'll settle this, here's $10,000, go away. There must be something so soul-destroying with having something happen to you when you're a baby and knowing you'll never, ever have any better way of making money out of it than just flogging that dead horse over well, and over again. I'm going to go. He could, he could, like, focus on his job or something. <laughs> 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Move out of the shadow of. Because uh... it's not like he gets recognized on the street. Hey, you got a baby from that album. Yeah. No. That doesn't happen. In fact, I think he probably tells a lot of people that he is the baby from that album. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what he opens with at every party. Yeah, or just has his shirt low enough so you can read his tattoo and then just, like, oh. slowly keeps subtly pointing at it. Yep. I hope he gets nothing. Yeah, I, I don't just mean that mm. I'm sort of... For him to recreate the photo and even, like, remember when he talked himself into it sort of four years ago, that might not be right even though he's been milking it and recreating the photo and he's got the Nevermind tattoo. I don't want to talk about it. He frustrates me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more. Yeah, because he's now claiming that he has suffered, quote, lifelong damages. I think he has, but I think that's from other, other reasons. Yeah, but he's, he said it's because, quote, the band have leveraged the shocking nature of my image to promote themselves and their music. Um. Nirvana stopped being a thing in the 90s. <laughs> yeah. So this <laughs> album came out in 93. When did Kurt Cobain die? 94? 94. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, so that's when Nirvana stopped being a band. Yeah. And they've all gone on to do other things. And I'm pretty sure, like, Dave Grohl isn't walking into his new band to going, see this naked baby? <laughs> yeah. You should be in my band. We could do more <laughs> stuff like this. Yeah. In fact, I'd go as far as saying the Foo Fighters are a bigger band than Nirvana ever was. Yes, definitely. By a long shot now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, like, if I was going to go see a band and I had a choice between Nirvana or Foo Fighters, I'd go see Foo Fighters because seeing Nirvana would be a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Like no singer, <laughs> lead guitar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, the Foo Fighters are certainly a more talented band, but yes. uh, I can't say I'd choose them over Nirvana, but that's just for sentimental reasons. Yeah, but remember, there's no Kurt Cobain, so you're just going to see a guy playing drums and bass. There's no singer. <laughs> yeah. It takes away from it. That's, tr- that's true. Yeah, in fact, Dave, Dave Grohl's talent was really wasted being the drummer for that band, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, even if you look at the first Foo Fighters album, didn't he basically do everything? Yeah. It kind of reminds me, except it's the opposite, of one day when um, uh, Paul McCartney was asked if uh, Ringo Starr was the best drummer in the world. And, and his answer was, he's not even the best drummer in the band. <laughs> it's just we can't play two instruments at the same time. That's right. So. Yeah. yeah. If you could go back in time and see any concert at any point, living or dead, original lineup, what would it be? Oh. Listeners, wait for some one. band you've never heard of from Penrith in the 90s. <laughs> I, w- I was sort of thinking maybe Hassle Brigade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, speckled Foam. I'm sure Speckled Foam would get together if you paid them enough. No, they wouldn't. I doubt it. Unpaid debt would. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> With a bit of little more than you in the middle. Yep. Yeah, no, that I don't really... I've, I've sort of seen most bands I want to see. Yeah, okay. I think uh, my problem with bands, I've seen a lot of great bands too, but I always see them long after they're in their prime. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like when and, I they're, and, they're, and they're starting to play their new stuff? Yeah, correct. Like I saw Metallica, but I saw the St. Anger tour, and I was like, well, mm. you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I saw The Cure, but I saw them in, you know, 2007, not 1984. But you will never, yeah. I saw The Cure then, and they were great. Yeah, yeah, they were great, but they... Mm. 
They weren't. They got far yeah. too many songs by that point. Yeah. Oh, like, play, play Cats. Like, <laughs> exactly. Just, just get Love to the cats. point. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. No, they played nothing off that album, Luke. Nothing. Not a thing. <laughs> I've seen them play that. Have you? Yeah, because yeah, um, because they were at uh, Big Day Out, or they were at a music festival at the same time they were doing their shows. Yeah, right. The nice. shows they played a lot of their new stuff, but the festival they played a lot of their old stuff. Nobody goes to see the Cure to hear new stuff. Nobody, no one, no one goes to see bands to see new no. new stuff. No, it's true. The new stuff's all terrible. Always, yeah. no one likes your new stuff. I'm talking to you, everybody. <laughs> But then sometimes you listen to it like 10 years later and it grows on you a bit. Yeah, but it's not but at you the anymore. time. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to become an earwig a little bit. It's got to, it's got to kind of burrow mm. into your brain. Mm. But, yeah, I've sort of seen all the bands are, like, dying to see. There's yeah. a couple I haven't. I've still got time. They're still playing. Okay. Like Biz. I've always wanted to see Biz live. Biz? Biz, B-I-S. I don't think they I know them. They did the soundtrack for Powerpuff Girls. Oh, okay. And they are a very fun band. And they follow me on Instagram. (laughs) That's great. Michael Franti follows me on Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any reason why? Don't know. Liked a picture of mine once. Okay. Yeah. I know why they followed me. It's because I was following them. I wasn't following Michael Franti or Spearhead. (laughs) Just suddenly it's like Michael Franti is following you. And I'm like, this can't be the real. Oh, no, it is. There you go. Time to slip into his DMs. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I'd say to Michael Franti. <laughs> Why are you following me? Yeah, he had some great albums 15, 20 years ago. Probably close to 30. I didn't buy them all, but I listened to a lot of them when I worked at a record store when I was putting my way through college. And had to listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. He's all right, though. I don't mind a bit of Michael Franti for Spearhead. I can't think of anything he's sung. I can't think of the hits either. Never hits? Is well, that in air quotes? Hits, or? In, like hits in terms of like Triple J hits. Oh, Triple J is terrible these days. It really is. It's fucking awful. It's just as it's bad just, as all the other channels now. I hate the radio. Yep. I'm an old man and I yell at the radio. See, I used to like Triple J, just not yeah. because it just wasn't the ads, but some of the stuff that they used to say on their news program yeah, and stuff, I, I'd agree with. Yeah. And now I listen to it and I go... No, you're just being argumentative for the sake of it. Like, you're not listening to his response. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just trying to be antagonistic. Mm -hmm. I know. I hate it. I hate it so much. My my worst thing at the moment that makes me the angriest is when Mm -hmm. I get in the car and I turn the ignition and Hui has had the radio on because it'll just Mm -hmm. automatically come on. And I, I don't want to say to her, like... Before you turn, turn the, the radio off, off, turn the radio off, switch it back on to auxiliary or something so that nothing <laughs> plays when I get in the car because that's just too old manny for me. But I just want it synced to my phone mm-hmm. and listen to my audiobook. Exactly. Exactly. I'm still trying to listen to audiobooks. I'm still listening to Air to the Empire. I've been listening for three months now. Well, it's all right. It's a long book. It's not really. No, it's not that long. I read it in like four days when I first got it and that's when I was... Young. You need to start doing something that gets you time where all you can do is listen to the audiobook. The, it's catching a train was my always, well, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't if catch I could, a train. If I could run. Yeah, you could That walk. would be my go-to. Or yeah, jigsaw walking. puzzle? No, because mm. then if I'm doing jigsaw puzzle, well, my Xbox is just over there, so I could do that. I know. It's, it's an Xbox does make it hard to want to do anything else, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Even though they won't give me my new 
limited edition Halo console. I'm reading something good at the moment that was referred by listener Grant. So Grant, thank you for putting mm-hmm. me on to The Sparrow by uh, Mary Doria Russell. Very good. Um, Catholics in space, if I had to give it a tagline. Okay. Um, I need to uh, spend some audi- audible credits because I'm up to six again. Oh, wow. And if you don't spend them, they just expire, yeah, which I do. still think is bullshit. I, I think I have three a month or something, but then I constantly have to top up. Yeah, no, I get one a month. Mm. I and was getting the one a month, but then I was spending too much. Sort of, I just buy three credits a month now. It's, it ends up being a lot cheaper. But you know what? One thing I've got on there that I tend to listen to, I've got the entire Black Adder series. Oh, sweet. <laughs> and it's just a show. Yeah, yeah. Just all right. their shows. Really, yeah. Even their special features. And it's sort of, I've seen them enough. Yeah. I don't need to watch. I just, the audio, I know exactly what's going to happen. Oh, totally, yeah. When I was a kid, before there was an internet, and mm. when I didn't have like a VCR or anything in my bedroom or any way to watch things, I used to yep. tape shows onto an audio cassette from my living room TV, and then just play them at night in my room. Yep. Like, if you've seen it enough, Yeah, you it know works. what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is funny watching, but, and even on this, the complete series, they've got like a sort of a uh, behind-the-scenes sort of thing, oh. saying how it all came together. Really? And they're saying, like, the first series was just an utter mess. It was. Very quick. I will Very quickly, we had to get Rowan Atkinson to stop writing. Really? <laughs> not not because he's not he's a bad writer or yeah, anything. Yeah. It's just no just, you need to act. Yeah, let like Tony you need Curtis to learn just your lines. Yeah. The when, final episode of the first series I think is very good. That's it's, the first one they filmed. Is it? Yeah. Right. Oh that's funny because I I feel that finally finds its feet there and then from the second series onwards it's excellent. Mm. I still love that the last scene in the last episode is probably the best oh, of all of it when amazing. they're going over the top. Yeah, and amazing. it's just... You've, I wept. It's funny but sad. Yeah, I fucking wept, man. But it is. It's hilarious. Mm. You got your stick, George? <laughs> yeah, so I don't want to go up against those machine guns without my stick. Dick. <laughs> right, I watched so something old. I watched something old this week that um, mm. has not aged a day. Um, granted, the special effects are obviously of their time, but it doesn't take yep. away from the sh- from the product at all. I mm-hmm. watched Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. It is an excellent movie, no matter how you look at it. It is. And then they started making sequels. Yeah. I'm, I tried to watch Jurassic World or whichever was the first Chris Pratt one, and it was... Just so soulless compared to the Spielberg one. The, the sequel to that one makes zero sense. Because yeah. the se- second one is, because the first one they escaped the island. Mm-hmm. The second one is the island's about to blow up due to volcanoes. Oh, and the government's going, no, you can't go back and rescue them. Well, why not? Yeah. Like yeah. it was illegal for people to go back and rescue the dinosaurs. <laughs> but then... People went to the island and were kidnapping the dinosaurs to sell and it just it was weird. Yeah. It made like zero sense. I remember the sequels of the movies, like the original ones, because I read all the books by Michael Crichton. Yes. Going, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. And then the sequels were nothing like the books. No, the third one was better than the second one, but they were nothing like what they no. were meant to be. But speaking of uh, Michael Crichton... Mm. Um, on sale this week on Xbox Movies, they had the original The Andromeda Strain. Oh, 
I haven't seen that for years. Neither have I. It was five bucks. I've got. I need this. That was a movie I used to watch all the time. Yeah, yeah. I was a. I was a big fan of that. I have a feeling it's going to be very dated because that was a seventies movie. I think. I think if it's dated, it's going to be in its pacing. I think you'll find it very slow. Yeah, movies were like, a lot slower, especially those kind of thriller, like political. You know, you know well, like well, especially with this one, there's a whole big scene where it's just uh, the female doctor watching results come up, and she's just there smoking, yeah. and she doesn't see the result because of a flashing red light, mm-hmm. which triggers her epilepsy. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> For a movie from 50 years ago. Yeah. I'm gonna have to sit down and watch that one. Yeah. But, yeah, I do have a feeling the pacing is going to be a problem because they used to tell story a lot better back then. Yes. Sometimes. But like now that you've moved on, it's hard to go back. You can't go back. But story used to be not just things exploding or people talking, stuff, just watching stuff. And yeah. People going about their day was still progressing the story. Yeah, not it's anymore. true. It, yeah. And actually Jurassic Park is guilty of that too, like, all story stops while ever there's an action sequence, which is mm-hmm. usually something I'd criticise, you know. But Spielberg just does it so well that there's still character building and there's still nuance and everything yeah, in those scenes, like, even if there's no plot. It's not like Michael Bay in Transformers where it's, okay, they're going to fight for 30 minutes, so you can switch off. Yeah, that's right. You can attention and come back. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and then right. they finish fighting and now we go back to story. Yeah, that's right. The person who does that the best is James Cameron, and it's because he puts his exposition scenes into his action scenes on purpose so that you won't get bored. Well, like, now we get to watch spot four more Avatar yeah, movies. obviously I'm not talking about them. Fucking hell. <laughs> He's filmed... There's four more, isn't there? Yeah, And they've filmed so. two already, or... Have they? I don't know what I believe and what I don't believe. Uh, it's really hard. I can't when work did it he out. start this? When did Avatar come out? 2012, maybe? I think about it. Was I? Yeah. It was a long, long, long time ago. 2009. 2009. There you go. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And pretty much That's, straight away he was like, well, I'm just going to do more I don't, movies. I'm not making, yep, not making any more movies. Everything's going to be in the Avatar universe. And everyone's sort of gone, it was Why? a pretty movie. Yeah, but very pretty. Is there a four more movies in that? Yeah. Because actually by the end of the two and a half hour runtime, I was like, eh, let's wrap this up. You've yeah. said enough. And I, are we going to have to go back to 3D again? Because it just mm. it sort of came big and then went away. But is it now mean it's going to be back again? Is he doing it in 3D? Or? That's true. I haven't seen a 3D movie since you and I saw that 4D movie when we were in America. I enjoyed that 4D I enjoyed that stuff. as well. Like, like, that I think should take off more. Yeah, skip 3D. Either yeah. give me 2D or just mm-hmm. fucking go to 4D. Yep. Like, I want the chair to move. I want the yeah. sprays. And I want to smell yep. the toast. Yes. <laughs> it's all you can smell. It's the same it's, film. Just over it's and just over. smell every time. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so it comes out next year. Does it? Okay. The sequel. Well, let's, I don't know. I might, enough time has passed that I might actually be curious to watch it now. Although, I'm, I'm going to go watch the first one, but I still just have a feeling that people who have paid for this mm-hmm. are going to see what it does and then go, why have we given you so much money? Yeah. Make one more first. 
Like, yeah, because I think he was filming two or three at the same time, but there's going to be four yeah. and, well, I don't know, we'll find out. I saw something interesting once, or not once, I saw something interesting this week that has mm. an interesting kind of backstory, right? So I was, with Dune coming out, mm-hmm. you know, another film that we might not um, ever see the sequel to. They, they, I tell you, they need to start filming it now. Yeah, because he's so thing, invested right? that they can't stop. The fact that they've come out and said that, uh, oh, there'll be heaps more Zendaya in the second one, leads me, being, leads me to believe that I know exactly where in the first book they've cut it in half, right, mm-hmm. before her character, Chaney, comes into it, um, mm-hmm. which means that's going to be a very, very frustrating place to leave this story. That's probably at why they did it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To yeah. really try, like people are going to be dying for it. And I was sort of like, it's if this they do, if they are, but it premiered at, Ven- will- at the Venice Film Festival this week, right? Very hmm. mixed reviews. Some people are saying it's magnificent. Some people are saying it's uh, um, which for something that needs to be successful at the movies, yeah, and something so off the beaten path for what we have mm-hmm. now, that's not good. I think the people that don't like it probably are not on board with the kind of space opera genre, which I'm already on board, so I, I, I feel I'm yeah, going to like But They have to really pe- ruin that. Yeah, yeah. But you're, you're going to love it, Matt's going to love it, but the problem you have is, is the general public going to like it because yeah. that's where you get the sequel. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, let's not even start calling it a sequel. The second let's half finish of the movie. movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, with with June coming out, I, I realised that there was a, a few movies by Denis Villeneuve that I hadn't seen yet, right? mm-hmm. and a lot of them are foreign language ones and you know kind of indie films from his days back in Canada. But then there was Sicario, which just kind of dropped off my radar. So I gave it a watch, and it's the premise. I've heard of that one? Yeah, look, it's um, it's got a good cast. Um, but it's about kind of drug cartels down in Mexico, and that's not really mm-hmm. something within my sphere of what I seek out in terms of media. Mm-hmm. So I think yep. I just kind of let it go. Uh, but I watched it, um, mm-hmm. and it's excellent. It's really, okay. really good. Yeah, just great storytelling, well-crafted film by Denis Villeneuve. Um, and then I didn't know there's a sequel, right? So... That sometimes cannot be a good thing. Yeah. Was he part of the sequel? He was not. He was not. Okay. He was not. But a lot of the original cast were, which is usually a good sign. Right? Mm-hmm. So I checked it out, and actually it's quite good, right? Okay. Quite good. Falls apart a little bit at the end, but there's one thing that really confused me, and mm-hmm. I'll give you a slight spoiler, but it's not really a spoiler because it happens at the start of both films, right? Mm-hmm. So in Sicario... Benicio del Toro is a Mexican guy working for the American CIA. As you do. And the reason he's working for them is because a CIA, sorry, is because a Mexican cartel boss killed his family. So now he hates, you know, his own kind. And now he's helping okay. the Americans, right? Mm-hmm. And in the end of the film, he kills, he kills okay. the crime boss, gets his revenge, Happy, movie happy days, movie over, right? Yep. In the sequel, he is still looking for the guy who killed his family. But aren't they dead? You would think so. And so I thought, okay, I've missed something here, and it's one of two scenarios. Either this is actually a prequel, not a sequel, 
mm-hmm. or it's some kind of theme of there's always a bigger fish. You know, you kill the guy you think did it, but he wasn't even the guy given the orders, so there's still another or guy you want to kill. Or uh, we want to make more money. Uh, let's just gloss over the actual ending of the first one and just say he's still looking for them. It, it was that, but there's a specific reason why, and this blows my fucking mind, right? So the writer of Sicario mm-hmm. came to Warner or whoever it was that has produced these movies with two yep. scripts, right? One called Sicario and one called Soldado, right? Sicario is the Spanish word for hitman. Soldado is the Spanish word for soldier, right? Okay. He said, I've got two scripts. They're about the same two characters, a gruff FBI, a gruff CIA operative and mm-hmm. this Mexican guy whose cartel killed his family and now he works for the CIA, right? Two completely okay. different stories but written about the same character, so the same backstory and everything happens in both scripts. Which one do you want, if any? And they said, well, we'll have them both. And when Sicario did so well, they were like, we need a sequel. We'll film the other one. We'll just film the other one. <laughs> oh, why not? It, could, it would have taken them 10 minutes to just put in a little thing about, oh, just, that yeah. wasn't the right guy. You didn't get the right man, you know, or just, something just like something, that. Just something to explain. It's like, yeah. I mean, it would have been. It I would, think it's something they could do back then because yeah. back then, you saw a movie once, maybe twice. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like today where you can watch it th- th- ten times on the same day and then you own it and you can rewatch, rewatch. Back then it was you'd watch it at the movies. Yeah. Then you might get to see it in television a year or two later, and that was sort of it. So I, I, I did some a deep dive into this to try to figure out, like, do they just think we're stupid? Like, like how, how did they? Like, at what point did they think no one's going to notice? And mm. apparently in the, like, the press tour and everything, they were selling it as this is a parallel universe to that first film. They were sort of doing like the Mad Max thing. Exactly. Like these, all these things might, may or may not have happened in this world. But I think it yep. works for Mad Max because it is a legendary kind of story. This and is it just is a someone story telling about, a story. Yes. Yeah, this is just a movie. Yes, yeah, just a regular movie. And the second movie is kind of like just no the same but, but as the honestly, first back then they thought the audience used to accept a lot more. <laughs> These aren't they that really old. did. How how old are these ones? Let me see. Probably older than you think. Yeah, maybe. No, 2015. Oh, 2015. Oh no. Yeah. Okay, no, no. Yeah, that was just Yeah, someone didn't actually realize what they were filming and just went go film this. We want it now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We want it now. Can I just change one? We want it now. Now. Just go and film it. Yeah. Apparently they went into production on the second one one month after the first one came out at the cinema. So it was obviously a runaway hit. No one expected it to be a big hit. And then and somebody we need just more went, of this now. I've got another script right here. Right here. You know a movie that they made a sequel to that I've yet to see that I've been trying to track down for a very long time? Yeah. American Graffiti. Oh, yes. I never saw the sequel. It's just called a more American graffiti, more American, right? It's, it's impossible to find. I know almost nothing about this sequel in terms of does it, does it have the same cast? Looks um, like there are have, some recurring. Yeah, they do have some of the people come back. Well, um, it doesn't look as it's, good, though. <laughs> but it's also sort of weird because at the end of American Graffiti, they have 
the cards at the end going, such and this is what happened. This, such <laughs> yeah. such this. That's true. And then they made a sequel. American Graffiti, Which, I think, is a, another one of those movies where no one expected it to be as big as it was. No. Look, it's an Oscar winner. Mm. It's, it's George Lucas's only Oscar. Yeah. So, because he'd just come off Star Wars, he actually got someone else, someone else who wrote the screenplay for it first. Right. And then he came and read it, and it just felt like it was it was a hot rod movie. Yes. Like cars, and it's sort of like, no. So he went back and rewrote it, and this is where I actually found out he doesn't like writing screenplay. He doesn't <laughs> write, like writing scripts. I mean, that's, yeah, I believe it. Yep. Yep. I believe so it. that's why he... His one take on Phantom Menace is how we got that. Fucking hell. Yeah, his first draft on that yellow pad that yep. written in this pencil. Is it. Yeah, after but they'd yeah. already started pre-production too. But, yeah, I, I still I still want to see it. But it, it's sort of a weird because it's not like it's a movie cash-in like came out the year after. It was like six years later yeah. this movie came out. Yeah, 1979. I'm assuming Lucas had nothing to do with this. Oh, I'd be very surprised. No, just based it's got, on characters by. Yeah. And a product, oh, production companies, Lucasfilm. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, it is. And yeah, it got some of the people back, like it got Ron Howard. Yeah. I think there was a good period of time there where John Howard wasn't. He'd stopped being a sought after actor and he hadn't yet become think, a sought after director. Yeah, I think this is sort of the in between period. Um, Where it's, uh, I need to do something. Yeah. This was directed by a guy called Bill L. Norton, written and directed, who went on to be one of the staff writers on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, okay. Yeah. But not much else. Oh, he's the son of William W. Norton, who was convicted of importing arms to the Northern Ireland IRA. Okay. As you do. There you go. So I watched a trailer just before we started recording. Oh, yeah? What was that? Spider-Man. Yeah. No Way Home. Oh, you mean Spider-Man, No Way This Is Gonna Be Good? I just, the whole idea of this movie just makes no sense to me. Why? Because the whole, it looks like, so at the end of the last Spider-Man movie, he gets outed as being Spider-Man. Yeah. And then he goes to Doctor Strange. He goes, I don't want to be Spider-Man. And then Doctor Strange does this weird spell that's, Going to go haywire, but I don't see what Doctor Strange would do this spell. Yeah, well, I mean, Doctor Strange has done stuff in the past that seems questionable, and he's like, you've just got to trust me on this. This is the best possible outcome, which is a plot line they stole from Dune, by the way, uh, the second Dune book, uh, where Paul Atreides sees into the future and sees all the infinite timelines, and even though the one he chooses is the one where he genocides a whole race of people, he's still like, trust me, that was the best one. What are the other ones? Yeah, exactly. The one where he dies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's either I die or yeah, I yeah. kill everyone. Yeah, yeah. No, you never find out. You never find out. <laughs> you just got to trust him. You just got to trust him. <laughs> um, I, I watched it. I don't, Luke, yeah, I might let you watch this one and report back to me because, honestly, I, I didn't I've think much. I liked the last two. Mm. I, I think, didn't love it. I think Tom Holland does a they perfectly adequate job of Spider-Man. In Ooh. fact, better than the last guy, not necessarily better than the guy before. But I think his character works very well in the Marvel movies, the greater Marvel yeah. movies. I'm not, I'm not sold on his standalone films. 
Well, it's sort of weird. He's going from, yeah, so it looks like he's going to have a close relationship with Doctor Strange now that Iron Man's gone. Winkity wink. But, yeah, spoilers. You always need he a big man to look after him. But, yeah, I don't know. It just seems weird. I'll, I'll go and watch it. Yeah, watch Comes it out in December. Back. I'm sure Matt will watch it as well. He'll enjoy it. I don't know. I just, I thought the first Spider-Man was just okay and then I thought Far From Good was awful. And I, uh, I think I'm going to miss him having that relationship with Tony Stark, I think. Yeah. I mean, that I was really the only interesting part of it. Yeah, like they played well off each other. Yeah, I don't give a shit about him, like, making wisecracks with his chubby friend and, like, drooling over that girl that you would you would assume he had no chance with except that the actors are really dating in real life, so, you know. Why wouldn't he have a chance with her? Because she's beautiful and he's, like... He's rich. He's not that rich. No, I mean, in the show he's not rich. Oh, he's Spider-Man in the show. <laughs> How's he making money? <laughs> well, are we going off real life or in the show? No, in the both. show, he's Spider Man. That's his. That's his job. Factor. But who pays him? Oh, right. That's that's how he gets the girls. Yeah, 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 yeah Spider Man. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no shit. My web on you. Yeah, it's web. I swear. <laughs> Why am I all sticky? It's just web. Don't worry about it. <laughs> really? More web? Yeah, yeah, more web. Web. <laughs> oh, I'm going to web. <laughs> All right. In here, I just saw the craziest thing. They're making a Rocketeer sequel. Um, I'm all in for a Rocketeer sequel because... I love Rocketeer. Of all those old live-action Disney movies. Is it a sequel or is it a reboot? Because there's different things. Because it can't be a sequel to The Rocketeer, can it? An expansion of The Rocketeer concept. In the original film, a cocky young, cocky young pilot finds an experimental prototype of a jetpack and uses it to become a superhero. Yes. So how, what's this one going to be? Doesn't say. It might say. Uh, I think Matt might have put this in here. And he probably knows more about it than me. Ah. Uh. This was a terrible thing for us to discuss. But from the sounds of it, though, if it is just going to be like a sequel, there's going to be sort of the same thing, just sort of present day. Or that he finds, someone goes in and finds this old Rocketeer stuff. and But everyone... Uh... I think it's going to be a new dude... Yeah, finding it, it and then becoming... The, yeah, yeah. It might even yeah. star the old Rocketeer guy... As an old man, he goes, now it's your turn. Is, that, is the Rocketeer really something you pass on? <laughs> well, he's good. <laughs> the hang up my helmet. be something you pass on. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll point out that that helmet got made overnight by his little friend who just made that because he needed something with a... Something to steer. Yeah. <laughs> but I also think, like, it's going to be a bit weird if they go and find this rocket, like, lying around. Like, wouldn't have... People knew about the Rocketeer. Yeah, where's is that rocket? Where yeah. is that rocket? Yeah, we, we want that back now. Now we know it works, also, we're going to put this into development. But you don't just have one, right? <laughs> and, like, in the first one they steal it from, like, Nazi scientists, but it's like, well, they could have made more. Yeah, it's not like they've got one and that's it. Yeah. Or I mean, he, he, we he can't he, build another one. He kills the I, I, guy who wanted to steal it, but he didn't kill the guy who invented it and patented it. Well, it's sort of like in the Batman movies with the Tumblr. Like, <laughs> yeah. 
how did I not know Bruce Wayne? Like, yeah. hey, I built that thing. Yeah. Oh, there's that tumbler I built for yeah, Bruce Wayne. Yeah, we had to paint it black. And, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But nope, nope, it's no one knows about it. Yeah. And that is why there's no conspiracy theories. Because <laughs> people can't be trusted. No, they can't. If you've got a conspiracy theory that involves that would involve tens of thousands of people having to be on in on it, yeah. they're not keeping that a no. secret. No. But I loved Rocketeer. Rocketeer also starred Jennifer Connolly in like that kind of her, her just absolute heyday of just being the most beautiful working actress in Hollywood. I just adored her. There was I, this and Dark City that came out a couple of years apart. I'm trying to remember Rocketeer, and I really can't for some reason. I remember watching it and liking it's it. It's a but- charming movie. It's set in the old-timey days, like kind of World War II era. Because there are Nazis. Yeah, there's Nazis and biplanes and all of that mm. cool stuff. I mean, if they made it today, they'll definitely make it modern. Would it be a movie I should watch now? Because to me, I remember it being a kid's movie. It is. It is a fa- I'd call it a family movie rather family than a kid's movie. movie. Yeah. yeah, definitely. There's no sex scenes or anything in it. But but it's a family movie from the 90s where like people got shot and stuff. No, you yeah. Know, like there's, there's yeah. real stakes. Yeah. Because I f- yeah, forgot back then, yeah, family movies, people got shot and killed. Yeah. Like yeah. Indiana Jones, family movie, just murders a person in cold blood, <laughs> walks away. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that, but that, then there's monkeys happened in Star Wars too, to the point where they had to retcon that scene out of it. <sighs> and then brought it back, sort of, sort of, yeah, sort of. Now they both walk it back each a little other. bit. Yeah, <laughs> as you said, Greedo's a really bad shot being a foot away. Hey, did you know that somebody has recently found an original print? like a, a cinema reel of the original Ooh. Star Wars and done a 4K transfer of it. So, you know, there was all these different versions out there. I mean, it's mm. still unofficial. You've still got to get yeah. it from the Pirate Bay. But um, somebody has a 4K transfer of the original cinema release of Star Wars. It probably looked great and terrible all at the same time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, some of the improvements they made are actually improvements. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. And then there are others which are tidying not. up matte paintings and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. But I still I still reckon Disney should just go, look, if you want it, here it is. Yeah. Just give us more money. What I don't get is why they keep changing the colours of things. You know? Like, um, there must be a reason that that the, but every version, like, I mean the DVD version was kind of all bluish, and in my head, I still remember the exact blue that the lightsaber was from when I was a kid and used to watch it, and none of the versions since have ever been that exact blue again. No. Well, remember also they used to go white at some stages? Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, sometimes it just used to look like light. Yep. This is all you're getting. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I also didn't realise until, I mean, not recently, but one of my not so long ago viewings that in the in Star Wars you never see the lightsaber oh maybe you do actually I turn on and off yeah turn on and off it's, it, yeah, it's like do. a cut but you do when he walks in at the end and fights Vader yeah but in the start where Luke's first turns it on it's a direct cut it is cut. just a cut because yeah. it, you, I've seen the making of and it's freeze and then they oh, come really? in clip <laughs> they it on and then, and that's great and then yeah 
And then you can also tell it's is they he moves slightly. Yeah, it's, it's a, you can never no, freeze. No. It's impossible. I also think that their original plan was that they weren't going to rotoscope it and they were made out of something reflective and they were hoping it would just reflect a whole lot of light and look really and cool it on did its not. Yeah, and it just looked like a stick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get what you need. Get what you need. Hey, buddy. It's just stuff happening behind me. Getting baby stuff. Getting baby stuff. Well, I'm in the baby room. Only this one corner of the baby room is still my study. For now. Well, for as long. For as long. Well, the baby doesn't live in here yet. It lives in my room. Yeah, but I'm saying that the baby will at one yeah, stage once live it comes in, in here. Yeah. And that'll be the baby's room. Well, yeah. not the baby room. It'll be your child's yeah, room. Yeah, there'll just be a sign on the door saying no boys allowed. Yeah. And, Dad, I'm trying to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one cares about your stupid old man podcast. <laughs> no one's listening. Yeah. I was young and cool when we started this. <laughs> you were younger and, and you we... were never cool. Yeah, we were younger. We weren't young. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we were talking about Triple J earlier. Yeah. Not in the podcast, I don't think. Did, did you put this in? What? Where? Oh, ABC. The, yeah. ABC, but this is ABC News, right? This is on uh, TV News, not radio news. Mm-hmm. Um, randomly cut to a satanic ritual and then cut back. So news anchor woman throws to a political scene that shows two politicians mm-hmm. talking and then that clip ends and then just before it cuts back to her, it cuts yep. to what looks like some kind of Satanist and he says, hail Satan, and then it cuts back to her. She looks slightly confused and then decides to just ignore her. it and, and continue and move on from where it's meant to be. Yeah, That's probably the best thing, but how does that accidentally... I don't know. What story do they have that for? Because um, I'm, I'm watching it now and it feels like it's just... They've hired out like a school hall or something. Yeah. Why don't there's a lot of money in the Satanist <laughs> church, you know? <laughs> They've got their upside down cross, they're wearing capes, and they're playing a Casio keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> but the look on this anchor woman's face when it cuts back. Yeah. What? Yeah, and also that upside down cross looks like it's on fire, but I think it's like an it's LED. Not. I think it's just like yeah. LED lights in the shape of an inverted cross. Yeah, so it must be for a story. Yeah, an unrelated story. Yeah. Because, but what type of story would that be? (laughs) Yeah, especially that the clip was queued up right where the guy goes, Hail Satan. Mm. I think, and I didn't make that up, did I? No, Hail Satan. And and even like, even when you listen to it, he's not very confident in his Hail Satan. (laughs) So, Hail Satan. Yeah. <laughs> he seems very nervous. I also think that that keyboard player, as you pointed out, is, a, is like a Casio keyboard there. I, I have a feeling she's not a Satanist and she's just been hired as a session musician to come she's in. Given, she's given 50 bucks, yeah. come in, play some music for us. She's, just, she's wearing like a tank top and shorts. <laughs> oh, I wonder if we'll get to find out what it is. Uh, people, of course, on the internet mm-hmm. um, have come out and said, this is no accident. What? Conspiracy. Oh, they think, oh the ABC's in and yeah. they made a deal with the devil and yeah. that's why. Correct, correct. ABC, <laughs> the ones that have zero money. 
<laughs> Look, if anyone was going to need to make a deal with the devil, it'd be the ABC. Their funding gets cut every new government. I also think they've made a terrible deal because these Satanists don't look like they've got anything going for them either. <laughs> nope. 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 Got some, like they might, they might just be some free teen cookies at the back, but yeah. that's about it. <laughs> when I was a kid, I don't know if we only had ABC or whether my parents just only wanted me to watch ABC, but ABC was pretty much the only channel that was on in my house. It was sort of, that was the only thing that really had stuff on for us when we were yeah. a kid. Like there was Doctor Who. Which I used to watch mm-hmm. every day, and there was Super a, Ted. Super Ted. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, Banana Man. Banana Man. Yeah, when Eric <laughs> eats the banana. I don't know. He turns into Banana Man. What? He turns into a grown man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is problematic. <laughs> I love in the Super Ted though. Super Ted was great. I mean, it made mm. no sense. A fucking alien comes no. down, brings to life a teddy bear with cosmic dust. A defective teddy bear too, one that was thrown out. Yep. And, and now they Why? Fight, they fight a bunch of bad guys, including a skeleton. A skeleton who is incredibly gay. Yes. <laughs> oh, Tex. Great, great content for kids. But um only only people who watched the ABC in Australia in the eighties will remember Peter Russell Clark, who was a TV chef. Right, and he had a he had a, a cooking show that was on for five minutes a day. It was on from seven twenty five till seven thirty. What I think I remember this because ABC had no ads, right? So the shows yeah. went for the length they were, not the length they were meant to be padded out with ads, right? So there was always yep. a need for little shorts and things to go after the shows. Mm. So they had this thing called Peter Russell Clark um, cooking show, and he taught how to make things like cheese on toast. Right, it was like wasn't complicated stuff, but I only got five minutes. My bedtime, I didn't. I didn't know what a, what time was. I didn't know about clocks. I knew, but that my you knew bedtime when he finished was after Peter Russell Clark. So, yep, that 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 makes it nice and easy. Yeah, yeah. Like and it. they had to finish watching. Yeah, this. yeah. The end credits like with Peter. G'day, Russell. G'day, Clark. And then I'd be like, <laughs> right, that's me done. <laughs> oh, what else do we have? But we can talk about China and we can talk about Kanye West. Right. What would China? Yeah, okay. Let's do China. China has... Because it's about gaming as well. Yeah, it's gaming related. Mm. Um, Or not. It's the opposite. It's anti-gaming related, really. Ew. China have put a limit. (gasps) Oh, my God. On how much gaming young people can do in a week. So if you're under 18, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to game for more than three hours a week. Three hours a week. That, that's cruel. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm like a working father with a child and a family, and even I manage to play more than three hours a week. Mm. I could understand if they're putting a limit on of like three hours a day. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or like blocked during school hours or... yeah. But three hours a week is... That's quite intense, isn't it? They limit under-18s to playing for one hour a day, 8pm to 9pm, on Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays only. Oh, wow. So you can't play it all during the week. And then you can and play an hour a day Friday, an hour a day Saturday, yeah, an hour so you a day don't even get, you kind of go like, so I'm going to play for a block. Because imagine if you were playing like Fallout 4 or The Witcher oh, or something man. where you want to get in and yeah. then... Wow, I wonder how they enforce something like this, though. They would often say to me, like, 
she's like, oh, I'm going to cook dinner. Why don't you pop the Xbox on for a bit? And I'm like, I'm not putting the Xbox on for 35 minutes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> although there's been a couple of games that have come out recently that I've, I've stopped playing. There's one called Splitgate. Splitgate? So it feels like um, it's sort of a free shooter game, first-person okay. shooter game. And so you run around with guns, but you've also got portals. Oh, okay. So you can sort of flip around. Um, I've been playing that a little bit. It came out this week or something, and it's fun. Yeah, it I'm looks fun. playing with people. Oh, okay. And I'm somehow good at it. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not surprised about that. That somehow might, might be leading to why it's a bit more fun. But, yeah, that that was a bit interesting. But that, that you could load up, play one or two matches, and then log off. I've been playing something kind of similar to this on the Xbox, and I don't know if you've noticed because you tend to know what I have been playing. Sometimes I see you on there. Sometimes I'm more focused on what I'm doing. <laughs> I could find out. Yeah, go on. All right, uh, give me a second. I always forget where my friends link is because I don't go there often. Go here. You were right, by the way. Fucking halfway through Blair Witch Project. Bam, disappeared. They're like, would you like to purchase this? Are they? No. Would not like to purchase it, thank you. I told you. I, know. I warned you. You warned me the day before it left. I tried to play what? it the very next day. Gone. Doom. I was hoping you were wrong. Yeah, I've been playing Doom. I've been playing the Doom original from 1993 because I was up super late. I needed to just put something on I didn't have to think about because I was mm. super tired and I just needed to stay up to watch a baby. And yep. I also had to have the sound down low enough that I wasn't waking anyone up. Yeah. And I was just scrolling through Game Pass and I saw Doom and I was like, yeah, let's do this. Yes. So I've been playing fucking Doom. Old Doom. It's still fun. Yeah, just run around and shoot things. And it's weird because, like, you can't, you can't tilt up and down, right? No. But if someone's up on a balcony, you just... You shoot and they, they, they get hit. I remember playing this one and I got stuck in a bit because I couldn't work out how to get across this ledge jump thing. Oh, yeah. You can't jump or anything. Just run at it. No, you just run. Yeah. And you just you speed take to across. you're talking about. That yeah. took me about 20 minutes <laughs> to remember how to do. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's a step. How do I get up there? Just go yeah. towards it. Just walk. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, no jumping, no... I remember, yeah. yeah. Up or down. If, if they're above you, you just shoot that direction and the bullets work it out. <laughs> or below. You shoot out a window. Yeah. It'll get the guy. Yeah. yeah. If your left and right pan is correct, you'll, you'll shoot him. Yep. Which is very hard to try and just let go of... I don't have to aim directly at them. We're just in their general area. Yeah, yeah. I remember this game being a lot more difficult. I know there's difficulty levels, but it's just the amount of enemies that there are. And also, like, you could actually, for a lot of levels, just run past them all. Yeah, yeah, if you know the way. If you don't know know where the exit, just run straight there, leave. That's right, it's true. Yeah, it it was only later where they even made games where they wanted you to explore the world more. Yes. Like, the the big one for me was Duke Nukem 3D, where Mm. there was just so much hidden and so nuanced details in that world. And then you'd also have to, like, and because it wasn't lazy or anything, but you, 
to save them time so they didn't have to build six out, you'd have to go here and then you go back where you just were. Yeah. Yes. You've got the key now, so now you go here. And so you're sort of replaying the level, whereas now it's just yeah. keep going forward. Yeah. I think there's like a, like four levels in or something on Doom. There's a there's a door right where you first spawn in that's locked. And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, great. I'm going to have to come yeah, all the way back, back here way at back. some point. <laughs> See, now you would hate that. Back then, yeah. that was fine. Absolutely fine. Now, it's, I don't want to come back here. <laughs> I don't want to have to search for a key. Was Quake the first game where you could look up and down? I think it was. That was like the first 3D game. Proper 3D. Proper 3D where you could actually like be upstairs and downstairs. Yes. Because I think even in Duke 3D, they they lied about their 3D. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Although you could get a jetpack in Duke 3D, so you could go up, but I I don't know if you could necessarily aim... With that same, it's a very long first, time yeah. ago. What Duke three D came out in nineteen ninety six. Oh God! Quake came out in nineteen ninety six. Same year. Okay. Yep. Our former host would um, no, know exactly. all of these answers. Yeah. Yep. Us no no. Did you ever oh, see no. that book that he self published on the art of Quake? No. Mm. Can I buy it on like somewhere for a dollar? Nah. Hmm. Let me let me see if it is available. That would be interesting if it was. Art of Quake. Because that's what a lot of a lot of people self-publish it, and you can buy them like a publication for like a dollar. Let me see. The Art of Quake hardcover. David W R Rule. Hardcover. Currently unavailable. On Amazon. Let me check a books. There's also a davidrule.co.uk. .uk? Out of Quake shopping. And then, just because of the key words, this is a hilarious sentence. Weak ankle David in urgent need of quake proofing. That's an article about <laughs> Michelangelo's statue of David. <laughs> but ironically... Where David jumped off yes, the second story and broke both his ankles. <laughs> No, I'm looking in shopping. I can't seem to find it. I thought there might have been like a, a pub, e-publication of it. Yes. There is not. <laughs> we can't go, David, in urgent need of quake proofing. It's like, don't play quake anymore. Your ankles are too weak. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we should put it back online because, you know, I've just given him a shout out. Yeah. Now this is where the money starts to roll yeah. in. Yeah. Who was the developer of Quake at id back in... Uh, John Carmack. John Carmack. I believe John Carmack has a copy of this book. Or was it John Romero? He... I'm thinking of John Romero. Yeah, there's two of them on there. Yeah. There's two Johns. One of them washes, the other doesn't. <laughs> I don't know which one is which, actually, to be I'm pretty sure John Carmack washes. I'm pretty sure John Romero... Yeah, I don't know. I know John I just get the feeling... at least washes his hair, and John Romero yeah. definitely doesn't wash his hair. Yeah, yeah. I could be wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. But I just get that feeling. I mean, but he... also Steve Jobs didn't wash. No, that's true. Uh, he might have sent a copy to, to both. He might have sent one to American McGee as well. For all I know, I don't know. But uh, I know he did send one to uh, John Romero back. In he the would day. have sent one to Carmack as well. Surely, yeah. 
I assume we're no. allowed to talk about this. It's not to say we're not, right? It's on, it's, it's on Amazon. Yeah. It's a book. <laughs> it's a book. Yeah. <laughs> Are we, talk, are we allowed to talk about developers' hygiene levels? <laughs> Look, if you don't wash, that becomes the world's problem. Well, and we I have the right like to discuss with, it. With Steve Jobs when he worked at Atari, they put him on the night shift because people would complain about his hygiene. Yeah. We had a guy like that at uh, SBS. That we, we just had so many complaints. And at one stage we bought a bottle of deodorant and left it on his desk. Still um, didn't get it? Didn't get it. Didn't get it. And... Um, then we had to kind of argue about who was going to tell him. And it's a hard conversation to have. Yeah. Dude, you stink. Yeah. You, no one you, wants you, to stink. You, I'd rather you, be told I was ugly than I yeah. smelled bad. You know what I mean? Because it's one of these weird ones, like you, you have this conversation. Do you know how when you come into work and there's that weird smell that you complain about? That's you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's really, no, I, don't, I can't smell it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everyone else can. Everyone else can. And it is just a shame there are some people like that. I want to be told, though, before it gets yeah, to that point. You definitely want to know. I want a close friend to say, are you aware that you smell bad? Uh, now I'm worried I smell bad. I would have told you long before now if you did. Thank you. Long before now. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the show. If you enjoyed it, then please subscribe and iTunes to receive episodes automatically. We'll see you next time.